All right, September 29th, uh, week three in the NFL. And uh, I was gone a week, which killed me because when I came back, everyone was either injured or dead. I mean, you missed, like, it was like Black Sunday or whatever you want to call it. It was, oh, my God. I mean, we, the end of week two, uh, which is, I guess, what you missed, right? The end mm-hmm. of week two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the IR announcements were just through the roof. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen a larger group of talent go down in one single weekend as, as that week. Which is not too surprising. We kind of actually thought that would happen because with no preseason and no many with, with so much such an abbreviated off season, you kind of thought there would be a lot of injuries. But my God, everyone got well, and hurt. Then, and then I forget who the 49ers played, but the Giants. Was it the Giants? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so they'd already complained about the field conditions before the game. Yeah, said they didn't want to play on that field. They're forced to play on that field, of course. Oh, on week two, uh, week two they played. Who did they play? The Jets. They played the Jets. So same Jets. stadium. Okay. So the Jets lost two players to uh, to to slips and and, uh, and joint tears mm-hmm. during the game on that field, and then the 49ers lost Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Mostert, Solomon Thomas, and Nick Bosa, all to all to tear ACL tears on that turf. Yeah, uh, and and to the point where they said they don't even they didn't even want to play week three. Yeah, like the players were saying, we may not play for you unless you fix this, and uh, <laughs> they were nervous. I mean, as they Rightfully did so, before yeah. the before that first game. I mean, before that game where they lost everybody. Now I could imagine they're terrified to play at home. Like like their home field advantage is probably almost gone. They're so nervous about playing out there. Well, they played so they played in New York both times. So they played at the Jets week two, and then at the Giants week three. Okay, so they, so, okay, so so they yeah, it wasn't okay. in San Francisco. They were playing at uh, okay, Jets Field. Yeah, they yeah, were playing yeah. at uh, uh, the Meadowlands. So that's why they didn't want to play week three is because of that because they had to play in the same exact stadium. Uh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I didn't catch that part. Yeah, God, I forgot they're using the same stadium now. Is what happened there? Well, they've been doing that for a long time. But uh, that, uh, yeah, I don't blame them. I, you can't, you, you've suffered that many injuries. And beforehand, they even said, this field is not right. And then when they come yeah. out and you have that many, you have that many injuries, there's something to that. So I don't blame them for not wanting to play there. But uh, let's start it off with, so we're going to skip Thursday night. I think we skipped Thursday. Yeah. Uh, which is, no, we got Thursday. Raiders at the Pats. So... The, the spread on that one was uh, Raiders were getting six and a half. Over-under was 47. I took Raiders and over. You took Raiders and under. Uh, neither one of us. I, the Raiders would have needed 16 points to cover on that one. They lost 20 to 36, which was surprising. I couldn't believe that because no. the what, where the Raiders are weakest is secondary, which the Pats can't even get to. And yeah. they're actually pretty good on their their linebackers are okay they have some pass rushers they got a good strong safety so i figured they would be able to talk about the patriots talking about the raiders because uh i thought they'd be able to contain cam newton a little bit better and then honestly they could just they've got a really good offensive line and run game so they could just run it the whole time and keep the ball out of cam newton's hands that's not what happened uh but cam newton didn't really it was the exact opposite the Patriots oh. used about four different running backs to just run down the Raiders' throat and keep the ball out of Derek Carr's hands, which was shocking. I mean, it worked. Uh, so the total score is 56. So neither of us won the spread because the Patriots won handily. And then the over-under, I got that one because it actually ended up being over. Now, I got to say, watching that game, because I did watch that game, mm-hmm. Cam Newton made me ha- I, I had to apologize <laughs> i had to seriously apologize he uh he made some amazing throws mm-hmm. i mean amazing perfect throws during that game that won the game for them uh they did run the ball a lot but but his passing uh like uh it was unbelievable it, it was unbelievable how well he did passing that football uh and and perfect placement for, for only his receivers to get it and uh, I did not think he had that in him anymore. I mean, he never really had that in him. 
<laughs> like, like that was one of the best passing games I've ever seen him have, even though it wasn't like massive amount of yardage. No, like, he... the passes he threw were beautiful passes, mm-hmm. and I did not know he had that in him. Well, and after, especially after coming after shoulder surgery. So Cam Newton yeah. went 17 for 28, 162 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, the yeah. bulk of the scores came from Rex Burkhead with six carries, yep. 49 yards, and two touchdowns. And one of them was he, he juked everybody out of their shoes. Then he came back with a receiving touchdown. Uh, so Rex Burkhead had pretty much all of the all the scores on that week. It's it, Yeah. It was uh, it was a surprising game, and it really was. I thought it was gonna be better. I thought the Raiders were better, and the Patriots were worse. I think they're both closer to the middle somewhere. I still think, I think the Raiders are better than what they showed, but they still got a little bit of ways to go, uh, and they're beat I up too. I think Belichick is just phenomenal, and I think we're we're able to see this year. I know, but I mean we're we're. You know, there was always going to be the question, and that's why everybody was so thrilled that Brady went to the Bucks. Yeah. Is there was always going to be the question was, uh, was Belichick better because of Brady or Brady better because of Belichick yeah. or just a combination? And now we can see Belichick is just a master. Um, now, now I also, though, think Joshua Daniels needs a ton of credit because I've heard from multiple people saying that Belichick, because of losing so many, he lost six defenders starting defenders and four of them really really good defenders mm-hmm. uh before the year started due to covid uh which also did it kind of last second by the way um it's not like they gave him plenty of notice that they were gonna opt out and and so from what i've heard is he's handling the defense and he's been letting josh mcdaniels handle the offense and so if that's all true mcdaniels is doing a phenomenal job of you know letting letting cam newton play to his strengths well, that's always been a thing about Josh McDaniels that he's been a really good coordinator, but they wouldn't, you know, what with any of Belichick's disciples, you don't know how they're going to be as coaches. A lot of them don't work out well. Uh, and then Josh McDaniels went to Denver, infamously grabbed, traded up to grab Tim Tebow in the first, yeah. and that turned out to be doo doo. Then almost <laughs> yeah, took the rough. Colts head coaching job and and deferred at the last second. And went back to the Patriots. I think he's going to be the heir apparent in New England. I think that's why yeah, I think so too. that's happening. I think he'll be taken over in about... I think Belichick just wants to prove he doesn't need Brady, and then he'll probably retire. I was going to say, if Belichick makes it to the AFC Championships with the pass this year, I'm not saying he will, but I'm yeah. saying if he makes it there, I could see him being like, peace out, guys, I'm out. I proved it. Yeah, like that's all I had to prove. I took a I took a team that got decimated pre-COVID, decimated in the offseason, lost Tom Brady, uh, took a took a quarterback that literally nobody would even give a contract offer to, brought him in, and went to the AFC Championships. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, and, and he's also I don't know if you saw this, but he did a Subway commercial. I think he's like, I think he's building up yeah. money for the retirement because. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, he should have enough of that. Uh, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you're about to go out, you're like, ah, let's just get a little bit more. And I'm sure Subway paid him a lot. Boy, that commercial is hard to watch. But uh, Oh, God, yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, let's move on to the next one. So it was Rams at Bills. Rams were getting two points. Over-under was 47. I took Rams under. You took Bills and under. I think the Rams are back to kind of what they were before. I think they're a lot better than people give them credit for. Now, they started off the game yeah. down – I think like 20 points and they had to come back from that which but give them the credit that they deserve that they actually did that and lost the game yeah lost the game on a bad call at the end now don't put yourself in that situation to where it's in the ref's hands but uh they're two and one and they ended up losing 32 to 35 so they need they got two points uh and and let's point out that before the game, J- Jalen Ramsey was getting mouthy, tweeting that Josh Allen was trash as the quarterback. And that he run the ball and he doesn't know how to pass. And it was going to be a hilarious game for him. And come come end of game, Josh Allen had three passing touchdowns or four? Josh he had four Allen? total touchdowns. I think three oh, yeah. of them were passing. He had four touchdowns, touchdowns and one interception for 311 yards. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, he came back yeah, out or, and he walked that back saying he's not trash. Uh, yeah, which is, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he would kind of have to yeah. throw him on him. I don't think Josh <laughs> Allen is as good as that stat line. I think um, 
I, well, I, I think keep that in mind, Doug McDermott keep in mind, really though. helped kind of set up the offense to work around Josh Allen because it's not like he was that great in college, but he's Cam Newton. I think they set him up, and they're slowly bringing him along. I think they're a pretty good team, but this is the second time where they've had a commanding lead going into the second half, and they've almost gotten beat. Uh, so, but, but, but also, also, also keep in mind, John, John Brown went out early in the game. And, and so this was uh, uh, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, and then nobody's, you know what I mean, uh, uh, that he was passing to. And and last year, just to talk about growth, I mean, last year he had John Brown, and that was it. And, I mean, Cole Beasley managed to get some yards, you know, here and there, but really he just had John Brown as a weapon. This year he has two weapons, and he's been balling out. Um, but then when he lost John Brown, he still was able to throw the ball around at ease. Against Jalen Ramsey, man. Yeah. I mean, he was, which means he wasn't throwing them crappy balls that the receivers having to come back to. Otherwise, Jalen Ramsey would have been feasting. So, uh, I mean, I, I just, again, just like Cam, uh, I was a detractor in his ability to pass, and I'm impressed. I have to just say, I'm, I'm impressed. He's, he's really throwing the ball around a lot better than he did last year. But he did, so he, Jalen Ramsey did contain Stephon Diggs a little bit because Stephon Diggs only did four for 49 and a touchdown, and that touchdown was against the safety, it wasn't against him. Uh, the true Fair. hero was Kevin Tyler, who came down with two touchdowns, and then Lee Smith with a touchdown. Like I don't, I don't. Do you know Lee Smith? Do you know yeah, Kevin no, Tyler? No, I think they work at State no. Farm. I, yeah, I've never heard of him before. But, no, uh, but I mean, all, all the better. I yeah, mean, this is uh, good coaching and and great coaching, and like you said, a a good quarterback, probably not the best, uh, but a good quarterback, but with great coaching. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. You ha- you can't you can't just leave him alone. You have to respect his run game. And he he's ba- he's Cam Newton. He's Cam Newton. And yeah, so, he's a young Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah, he's a young, uninjured Cam Newton. And they've really Sean McDermott's really done a good job of putting uh, a good team around him. So you ended up winning that one by one point. That kills me. And then neither of us won the under because it was very much over. It was sixty-seven points. Yeah. So let's move on to Texans at Steelers, which was ju- as god-awful as you thought it would be. Uh, yep. So the Texans had four, were getting four points. Over-under was 46. We both took Steelers and under because the Texans can't be trusted. Uh, the final score is 21-28. to 28. So the Texans would have needed seven points, although it wasn't even that close. And the total score, that's like all the Texans game. The score looks a lot closer than it actually is because it's a bunch of garbage time points. So the total score was 49. So both of us got the Steelers, and neither of us got the... Uh, it was actually over by three instead of under because garbage time. Uh, no, and, and I just wanted to show uh, two, two quick points to how terrible the coaching is and how great the, the, the players are. I mean, let, let's acknowledge Watson put up 21 points on the Steelers' defense just in the first half. Then... <laughs> our coaching was so bad that we weren't able to we were only able to pass the ball nine times in the second half we continued to run the ball um, and and as pointed out by Seth Payne uh, the Steelers would purposely move to nickel because they realized anytime they moved to nickel uh, O'Brien would have them run the football because they thought they had an advantage running the football versus the Steelers nickel and every time they did that they rushed a defensive back or they blitzed with a defensive back and he never once made an attempt to take one foot, one step towards the quarterback because they knew with 100% certainty the Texans were so obvious that by moving, uh, when they moved the nickel, the running back was getting the football. So he just beelined to the running back and blew him up at the line of scrimmage every single attempt at the second half. And the Texans never once figured this out or changed out of that, uh, of doing that. Never once attempted to pass against the nickel to show them that they could do something different. And thus the second half went as it did. Yeah. Uh, just a, a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. Yeah. And that's nothing new. I mean, good, good coaches make, make adjustments at halftime and bad coaches don't. Yeah. And Bill O'Brien just never, he never makes adjustments. The only time he makes adjustments is when he takes his over complicated offensive scheme. And then when it's clearly not working switches like, okay, just go play backyard ball and just kind of like Deshaun Watson run around with it so like, yeah, you, were and, saying, and, and, like you were saying with the rushing game David Johnson had yep. 13 carries 
for 23 yards and averaged 1.8 yard a carry. He did have a touchdown. And the poor, but... and the poor dude, that'll be his fault, according to the press. Yeah. Not the fact that everybody knew they were running the ball when he had to touch the ball. He was running into a trap. <laughs> he was. It was a trap. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and he ran. And you saw two plays where that Vince Williams, was it? Uh, just bull rose, uh, bull rush through the center and guard, and and just helmet to helmet knocked out David Johnson behind the line of scrimmage twice, because like nobody even attempted to stop him. It was. Yeah. It was embarrassing, offense. And then and then I feel bad because I feel like the defense isn't that bad. I mean, the first half you see them play. And they're they're okay. They 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 played three really tough teams, and they played they played pretty decently. No, they've, they've at least the played, Texans. No, they have not. The first half of each game, they have, they have played decent. And then they gave the up second the second half. They get completely destroyed. Yeah. And the fourth quarter is where they where everything goes goes to shit. The fourth quarter is where in the last three games, uh, like sixty percent of their uh, opponents points have come in the fourth quarter, and that is not on the Texans defense. Oh my God, it is not. That uh, there were six three and outs by the Texans in the second half. How is the defense supposed to handle that? Yeah. The def- difference in plays, the difference in plays in the Steelers game was was sixty two to thirty one. Steelers to Texans plays mm-hmm. like they didn't even two thirds of the game the defense was on the field. Well, they two-thirds. only held, they only held the, te- the the Steelers to eleven points in the second half, but that's eleven more than the Texans got. But, but but it was because they were allowed to rush the ball the whole time. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, it. I'm just saying, like this, the 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 defense is so completely gassed by the fourth quarter because of the Texans' complete ineptitude uh, to to figure out a game plan on offense. That this, that there's no way. I mean, you can put three more Pro Bowlers on our defense, and we're going to still be awful if they never leave the field. I just I, I feel bad for them because we'll never really know what they are. They're just going to always look like trash. If they can't get, ever get off the field and rest a little bit, yeah, not without a new coach. Uh, yeah, so, not without a new coach. Agreed. So the prop bet was that Deshaun Watson would throw one interception, and you took the under on that, and he threw one interception, you so you lost. I did not. You, you took the lost. over. You didn't win. I didn't take the over. the over. I didn't take the over. You yes. took no. You took the under. No. I didn't take anything. Every I came dude, up with the prop every, bet. Every single prop bet we've ever done, you I I say you pick over and under, and I take the other. That's how it works. I come up with a prop bet is what we've done for the last year and a half. I'll take the prop bet, and then I say, you pick over or under. And you say under, and I said, all right, then I have over. That's what I said every I don't single show week. Listen I... to the recording. Listen to any recording. And that's how we've done it. It's, one of us gets over, one of us gets under. That's not We've done it. One yeah, of us comes up with the prop bet. All right, we can figure, well, we can figure out how you're wrong later. Let's move on to 49ers <laughs> at Giants. So 49ers were at Giants. The Giants were getting three and a half points. Over under was 42 and a half. I took 40, uh, 49ers and over. You took Giants and under because the 49ers are still a well-coached and managed team and the Giants are hot trash. So I'll eat the three and a half. And uh, I thought it was still going to be high scoring just because the Giants were missing or the 49ers were missing a lot of people. Uh, the final score was 36 to nine. It wasn't even close. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was... So Just the garbage. Giants would have needed 27 points to cover the spread, and the total score was 45. So I got the spread and the over/under on that one. I, I mean, yeah. we can we talked a little I bit about it earlier. The the field was garbage. The 49ers didn't want to play. They were beat up. They didn't have a lot of players. Uh, Jerick McKinnon is now nicked up, and Brandon Ayuk is now nicked up. So I don't know what who they're going to put out next week. Uh, for Nick Mullins to throw to. Although, he didn't have a terrible game. 25 for 36, 343 yards and a touchdown. But it was a trash organization. So, Well, Brandon Brandon Ayuk played, didn't he? Or no? He did, but he got nicked up during the game, as did Jerick McKinnon. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, so my only thought process was Giants are playing at home. The only thing they lost was Barkley, which, again, is like 90% of their offense. Yeah. But I thought, well, maybe – Gallman coming in with the same line, you know, and, and uh, all these are the 49ers and Freeman being, you know, how sometimes when a new player joins a team, there's no tape against how they're going to use them yet. So they tend to play better than they will the rest of their mm-hmm. tenure with that team just on the first game. Uh, what I forgot was Nick Mullins played several games last year or two years ago. I two years ago. Uh, when Garoppolo's were hurt and, and he was pretty damn good. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was good then, and everybody was shocked. And so I should have remembered that he could come in and run the offense that's not even heavy on passing uh, and be just fine. So, yeah, that was that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so the rush, and the rushing for the Giants could still end up being good. The thing is that's where the 49ers' defense is strongest at is that defensive line. So I didn't think they were going to do very well. Devontae Freeman's fresh off uh, – the couch and they hired Ziggy Ansa. They brought him in, really, uh, which was a pretty great fill-in. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know he was still a free agent. That's surprising. Uh, so yeah, he, he played this week for him. Fair enough. So Devonte Freeman went five for ten, averaged two yards. Wayne Gallman went four four carries for seven yards, one point eight. So the the rushing never got the who the person who had the most was Daniel Jones, five for forty nine. Uh, it it was just ugly. Uh, they got a bunch of field goals. It was just an ugly game, and they're a terrible team. Uh, and let's talk about real fast, two, yeah. two seconds, that uh, 49ers, they lose Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas, yeah. right? And you're like, all right, they lost their stud defensive tackle and their pass rusher. They're hosed, right? They bring in Ziggy Ansa, who, like you said, can't believe he's still a free agent. And, and not that he's, like, a game changer, but he's a solid pass rusher. He's super athletic. Yeah, and he's way better than anyone else's backup pass rusher. Right, like he comes in as, as a starter, Maybe nowhere near the quality of Nick Bosa, but a solid starter as a pass rusher. And then I forgot that their number one overall pick was the defensive tackle. Yeah. That was already a, a stud. So Solomon Thomas, it's not like he was being replaced by garbage either. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, really, they shouldn't take that huge of a step back yeah. at all on and the defense. Javon Kenlaw from South Carolina was the the rookie that they brought in, and yeah, who, Javon Kinlaw. That's you right. and I were both pretty high on him. So yeah, I yeah, think absolutely. the 49ers, I don't know who they play next week, but I I don't know. They're not going to get as good of a matchup as they did. So they play the Eagles. I was wrong. They're going to have probably <laughs> they're gonna have a good matchup. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles yeah. are also garbage. So yeah, and Brandon Ayuk plays again. I'm really interested to see how he develops as a player. Yeah, because I think he could be really good. I do too. It's just it's tough because there's no other receiving threats right now because everyone's nicked up. So let's move on to Titans and Vikings. Uh, the Vikings were getting two and a half points. The over under was forty nine and a half. I took Titans and under. You took Titans and over. I, nobody wants the Vikings right now. They're they're not great. They now they put up a, a hell of a performance this week, but they're just so beat up and not good that. It kind of makes sense. However, we were wrong. The final score was 31-30, to 30, the <laughs> Titans. Uh, so the Vikings did cover, and uh, they the final score was 61 points, so you got the over. Uh, the Titans are a good team. They're going to win the division. They did all this without A.J. Brown, too, and still were able to put up 31 points. Granted, the Vikings' defense is not great. Uh, it's They've got rookie cornerbacks and no pass rushers because, dang it, everyone's injured. And they have no interior. So I was actually a little bit surprised by this. And they're, the Vikings rookie, Justin Jefferson, coming out hot. Seven Dude, receptions. Oh, my God. 175 yards and a touchdown. Pretty impressive. Yeah. That's amazing. And uh, granted, yeah, it's Titans have – their secondary is rough. Um, they can definitely be exploited in the secondary. Yeah. But what helps is, yeah, that Jonathan Cook had the game he did. Because, I mean, it was pretty even. Uh, you know, that's what surprised Thielen, me, was that Dalvin Cook did so well. Because that's the one thing the Titans look like they should be able to to kind of handle is the, they've got a good front seven. I mean, Dalvin Cook, since he was drafted, in the games that he's played in, limited as they may be, has proven he's every bit the back Saquon Barkley and Seaguard. Uh, the problem is he's always injured. <laughs> uh, but, like, every year he'll come back, and people are like, oh, we'll see how he is after injury, and yada, yada. They kind of forget about him. And then he'll put up, you know, uh, we'll, we'll go with fantasy points because I don't remember all the stats. But yeah. he'll put up, you know, 28 fantasy points in the game, and you're like, Jesus, what is this guy doing? <laughs> and you're like, no, he's legitimately that good. He's just keeps getting injured. And uh, the dude's got to stay healthy, but – he is an, he's an absolute elite back in the NFL. So, you know, but the Titans, like you said, are, are an elite defense. Well, they're, they're, they're an elite run defense. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's amazing he could do what he did against them. But at the same time, not super surprising. You know, if Duke Johnson did it, that would be super surprising. 
Yes. Yeah. Dalvin Cook was not that surprising. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to give a quick shout out to Jonathan Joseph, the old man with seven tackles and an interception in that game. Good for him. I love me some Jonathan Joseph. Dude, he is the epitome of <laughs> tough, strong, and dependable. <laughs> and the Texans let him go. <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been getting older. And so, I mean, he's such a leader, too. And to have him is just to, for any team, in my opinion, to be able to have Jonathan Joseph is like an extreme luxury. Uh, because even if, whether he starts or he's a backup, he's a leader in the, in the, in the team meetings and, and on the field, and everything. And uh, I mean, there, everybody can't help but respect the guy because he's been around so long and played an elite level for so long. But yeah, it's uh, good for him. I'm happy he's still having a good career at this age. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I'm, I don't know what to do with the Vikings. I thought, and Kirk Cousins, that was surprising. Like, uh, he's not good. And so with him, he went, well, he did 16 for 27, 251 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. So it was the most Kirk Cousins day, I guess. Uh, he just had a lot of yards and touchdowns. But, yeah, I, if the Titans shore up that def, the secondary, which is going to be tough. Jonathan Joseph's not going to be able to do that every week. Malcolm Butler's on the other side. Those are two not good corners. Um, now they've got Christian Fulton, but the fact that I don't think he even, I don't know how much he's playing. And so that's got to make you kind of nervous. I think he had one them. really good play. He had a sack. This last, this last week. He had a Fulton sack. Did? Yeah, he had a one okay. sack. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's using one to run, but, uh, I, you know, it's still early in the season. If he steps up, and develops towards the towards the end, they could be a real threat uh, in the playoffs. Let's yeah, move. no, absolutely. And they're just going to get better. Clowney will get more acclimated with the defense, and yeah. he'll get hot. Yeah, it'll they'll be scary down the stretch. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see any other team in that division competing against them. Derrick uh, Henry's been good, but not as amazing as last year. But just wait until he plays the Texans. Well, I mean, he had 119 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. He well, averaged that's pretty great. 4.6 yeah. yards a carry, so no, that's not that's too shabby. No, granted, it's the Vikings defense, so give it a second. You know, let's see what they do against yeah. a tough team. Yeah. But uh, uh, they, who do they play next week? They've got the Steelers, so that's going to be good. Two undefeated teams, two three and teams going against each other. That's going to be a really good game. And and Big Ben's been trying to knock the dust off. So yeah. You know he he did a better he's done better every week so it'll be yeah that'll be a good game and kind of the vice versa the Texans are playing the Vikings for the who gives a shit bowl so that'll be interesting yeah no it won't <laughs> all right so <laughs> let's move on to uh, the Washington football team at the Browns and uh, boy this is another one of who cares uh, so the Washington football team was given seven points over under is forty five I took Washington and under. Uh, you took Browns and under. I thought Washington was going to be able to put up more. That defense has been looking good, and I thought they would be able to limit the Browns just because if you force Baker Mayfield to throw on you, you you, you kind of do a little bit better. But Dwayne Haskins is just, he's a turnover machine. He had 224 yards and two touchdowns, but he also had three interceptions. And yeah. the Browns have a lot of talent on that defensive side. So kind of the inverse if you make yeah Dwayne Haskins beat you you're probably going to win so they ended up uh the Browns ended up winning 34 to 20 so the, the Redskins or sorry, the Washington football team would have needed 14 points to cover and the total score is 54 so you won that spread and neither one of us won the over under I can't believe that score was as high as it was I think it's just I'll, I'll tell you I think the Browns I can't believe I'm gonna say this out loud but I think they're gonna be a team that slowly gets better during the season because I think they're finally realizing that one-two punch of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt might be the best running back duo in the entire NFL. Yeah, I mean, uh, in a long time. I don't know another time when it's been that good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. And, and, and yeah, because I think people just forgot about Kareem Hunt because he had to be benched for so long last year from his uh, uh, suspension. Mm -hmm. And he came out a little rusty and, you know, they didn't use him quite so much the last, what, six games of the season. Uh, probably because the season was almost over. Uh, I mean, for them, like, oh, you know, uh, as far as getting into the playoffs. Um, oh, it was over Chubb for is, them about four games Chubb into the so season. Chubb is so good, though. 
He's so incredibly good. And, and they're wondering about how they're going to split the carries and all that stuff because Chubb is also one of those guys that needs the carries to get going, kind of like Derrick Henry. Like, he'll, 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 and Christian McCaffrey, like, they'll both get you, you know, uh, we'll go back to fantasy points, but they'll both get you like 10 fantasy points or eight in the first half, and you're like, uh oh. And then 21 in the second half yeah. <laughs> as they get going, you know. And, but they've been using Kareem Hunt in the passing game, and he's destroying teams. Uh, that combo has just been really lethal. And to do that against the Washington defense, uh, granted Chase Young went out. I can't remember how early. Uh, but I think playing a lot of lesser defenses in their division, uh, it's they're going to – oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not lesser defenses. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking Redskins division. Uh, as they're playing uh, lesser defenses during the season, uh, I think they're going to they're gonna destroy some teams now that the coaching staff is realizing this isn't Baker's team. This is the Chubb and, Chubb and Hunt team. Yeah, and I'd be interested to see if they take a quarterback – in the draft, I don't think they extend Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So, uh, just, just a quick look at who the Browns have next: the Cowboys, which seem like Ooh, a pretty that's a good team. Uh, are they? Dude, uh, they almost beat the Seahawks, dude. Yeah, the Cowboys are a really, really good team this year. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so they play the Cowboys, the Colts, the Steelers. So some pretty tough. The Cowboys have a good rush defense, but they have nothing on passing. So they might rely on. They might have to rely on Baker to to pass it a little bit more. Uh, then, yeah, they, yeah. then they get to play the the Bengals again, which I can't I can't believe this, but I cannot wait for a Browns Bengals uh, rehash. That was a great game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on. Speaking of which, to Bengals at Eagles. So the Bengals are getting seven points. The over under is forty five. We both took Bengals and over because uh, they're the Burrow Burrow is legit. The rest of the team needs. Is not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's no, going got, on with Joe Mixon. they've Mixon. got solid players. They just they've got to get that O line blocking for him. Yeah. Uh, because Mixon is solid, but he's not being able to play to his potential this year, um, because of that O line. Bro is getting hit left and right on that O line, but like T Higgins, came out like a baller this game. Five for forty uh, and two touchdowns. Yeah, and uh, but I mean clutch catches, touchdowns, yeah, and uh, and and he's the fourth on the depth chart, fourth receiver. I mean, and he's a rookie, and so he's coming on slowly, but but he is coming on, and he, though that's going to be a lethal combination uh, for the next four years. But they have got to find an O line for that poor guy. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of the the worry going into the season was that now a lot of people forgot about Jonah Williams being on the team. And but I mean that's one guy. I don't know. You've got to have some help there because he is under pressure every single snap. Uh, yeah. But yeah, other than Jonah Williams, I don't know. Like, there's not a good offensive lineman the rest of the way through. There's not one. So yeah, they, yeah. they have to go in all in on offensive line. But they were they're improving every week. The Bengals are so they got blown out the first week. They lost a close one the second week. The third week, they tied. And the Eagles just kind of stopped at the end. So the spread was actually a pick and the total score was 46 points. So we both got the Bengals. Uh, they covered, and it was over by one point. It had to go into overtime, uh, but I don't think that I don't even think that mattered. I don't think they scored anything uh, one in overtime. Point. I know. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, I'll take that. Bengals and over. We got both of those. And I look, I look, the Bengals are a bad team, but I find myself every year there's a team you find yourself rooting for. It used to be the Browns, but they just yeah. got frustrating. Then it was the Raiders, and I still do root for them. I think they're going to do well. Now it's the Bengals. I, I think next year they could be something to to deal with. Absolutely. Just because I like, Absolutely. I like their coach, I like their quarterback, and it seems like. They've got a plan. They have a plan for what they want to do, and I think they have the right pieces in place to do it. And I think they're going to be and I, the Rams yeah. uh, next year. I think they're going to be that I think level. That's, yeah, I think that's where it comes from, even if it's subconsciously. I think everybody developed a uh, a, res, a deep respect for uh, the Bengals coach and the Dolphins coach last year. Mm-hmm. And now, now you find yourselves rooting for the team as a whole because you want to see that coach continue to do well. And, yeah. and you see that he's capable and yeah, now he's getting the pieces that he needs to be successful. Uh, so yeah, it'll be yeah, that's gonna be a fun team, franchise to watch develop over the next few years. 
Joe Burrow, 31 for 44, 312 yards Jeez. and two touchdowns. He's averaging 10 yards a throw and he's throwing 44 times. And that's uh, but he's doing that every single game. So that was against, And he's a rushing threat. Yeah, he's, he's mobile. He's a big boy too. He can move. Yeah, and in, in the game against the Browns, 37 for 61, 316 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, he threw 100 times in two games, which That's is nuts. Crazy. Uh, and then 30 times against the, the Chargers. Yeah, and he gets wow. better every game. They're going to be fun to watch for a long time, I think. Uh, let's yeah. move on to two teams that aren't. Bears at Falcons. You know, that's not fair. The Falcons are actually pretty fun to watch. They're just – they got to be tough to root for. Are they? Are, are they? On offense, they are. They On offense, won. they are a lot of fun to watch. They're just uh, – Not in the second half. Because uh, they blew two leads in a row that were what ninety seven and ninety nine point nine percent guaranteed to win. Yeah, I think the football game. I think they're they've set uh, a, a historical marker for giving up multi- three fourteen point leads going into the second half in a row. That's never been done before. And no, I saw the odds were one in nine hundred ninety thousand. Yeah. To lose, to, to lose both of those games. Not just to lose, <laughs> but to lose to the Bears, who benched Trubisky halfway through and put in Nick Foles, who uh, yeah. combined did four touchdowns and two interceptions. You know, though, Foles balled out. Yeah, he the did. Bears could be exciting soon if I, Foles can keep that up. I hope so. I live here. It's more fun when the teams are good here. And I, I find myself rooting for the Bears just because they're one of those great historical teams. I live in the city. And if they South had starts. a decent quarterback... They would if they would have got Pat Mahomes or Sean Watson instead of Trubisky, they would have had at least one Super Bowl because their defense is great. They've got Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller, who are and Jimmy Graham apparently is a good tight end again. He went six for sixty and two touchdowns. You know so, what? I I wonder though about Mahomes because Mahomes has been so incredible, but he's also had an amazing offensive line. Yeah. Like, I was watching a lot of that game last night, and he'd make a throw, and people were like, what a throw. And I'm like, what a lane he threw from. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, he, when he's under pressure, he's not quite as accurate. You know, and uh, uh, he has been the cleanest-kept quarterback, you know, uh, since he's drafted. I, I wonder, behind that awful Bears line, if he could have been nearly as good. I mean, he'd still be really good. He's still, but, he, he, but he wouldn't good? have had to be as good because he would have had that defense that would have kept, that would have kept. Yeah, he wouldn't need 40 points a game. Yeah. yeah, and he's still mobile. Like, you see him ducking in and out, and then he does those un, those underhand shovel passes to a fullback for a touchdown that no one expects. So he still, he would still be fantastic. I, I mean, granted, Andy Reid, I'm sure, has a lot to do with that, but I yeah I think he Agreed. would still be fine and I think Matt Nagy is a good offensive line I think he could be a good coach he just got saddled with a really bad quarterback yeah and I think the, this was his his chance to finally get rid of Trubisky and yeah it is announced he's been benched yeah so Trubisky's officially been benched and Foles is officially the starter and I'm interested to see how that looks for the future so they play the Colts next week which are. Not a great team, but a really good defense. And then they play the Bucks. They're a pretty good team. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, Phillip Rivers, I don't have much trust in. I, that's the only thing they need. No. If they had a, a decent quarterback, they'd be a lot better. But they play the yeah. Colts, who are a tough defense. Then the Buccaneers, who are a really tough defense. And then they play the Panthers, who are the exact opposite of that. So it'll be interesting yeah, to see how they go. But they're three and zero. They're three. Right. The Bears are three and zero. That's an wow. Hard to believe. Yeah, and technically they're getting better now that they lost Trubisky. That's true. Be better now. That's very true. Uh, let's move on to the next game, which is Jets at Colts, which was, God, embarrassing. If you're a Jets, I mean, you're pretty much embarrassed is your default mode if you're a Jets fan. But I don't know how Gase keeps his job. They even asked him uh, if he's nervous. He said, "Well, I don't have to worry. I'm not going to worry about that right now," which I don't blame him, but. Sam Darnold, 17 for 29, 160 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Uh, he's got no help. He's Braxton nope. Berrios is when, his best receiver. Kalen Blodge yeah, was when, his second best receiver. When is the last time you saw this early in a season the, all the starters benched at the start of the fourth quarter? 
Yeah. Did you realize, did you realize they Colts benched the starters at the point? Yeah, I mean, you might as well. It was 36 to 7. They still couldn't do anything. came in. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, why risk injuries? They benched everybody and put their second string in. Like, yep. oh my God. That has got to be so deflating. Yeah. As a team to see star backups come in at the end of the third quarter. Like, oh my God. And they're, was, they're like, their backup no still got five points in the fourth quarter. That means they got a field goal and a safety with their backups. Yeah, yeah. But to be yeah. fair, the, the yeah. Jets have been playing their backups the entire season, so that seems about even. Yeah, no, that's that's the truth. And then, did you see Belange's attempted hurdle? I didn't. He tried to hurdle oh, Belange. Tried to he hurdle was somebody. Running. Oh, he ran it. Uh, Darius Leonard and one of the other good linebackers for the Colts. Try, I was running, goes to hurdle him as one of them started going down, and they both just stood right up and then just plastered Belange <laughs> mid hurdle. And it was, it was wrong. <laughs> you just, it, it would have been on that old jacked up on the NFL. Like yeah. it was, he got jacked up. It was funny, man. It so was, it was so bad. It was hilarious. So if the Jets are the worst team in the league, which I think they will be, I have them going winless uh, this season. Do they get Trevor Lawrence with their first pick? I mean, and if they do that, you, Adam Gase you has got to be gone because Arnold's shown nothing. Although, although in his defense. He's had no weapon. Yeah. Or offensive line. or And then the one time they got a running back, Le'Veon Bell, the Adam Gase comes in and doesn't want him. So he brings in Frank Gore. It's uh, it's rough. Yeah, I think, you know what? If I'm the Bears and Foles gets hurt, maybe I trade for Sam Darnold. Because, I mean, how you could yeah. probably get him for maybe a fourth. That's really not a bad plan. And then you but can like, spend all again, your rest of your, good, offense, your picks on offensive line. But what good will Trevor Lawrence do in that organization? You'll have to get a new like coach. If you have no, you'll, you'll have to get the rid same of that I mean, if you feel like Darnold could be a stud, you know, then maybe you just have to learn how to get the right people around him. Because yeah. you're going to have the same problem with Trevor Lawrence. You're going to have the exact same problem. Oh, I agree. What but happens the, if you trade the Jets are trash, so they'll make bad decisions. But what, yeah. But what happens if you trade Sam Darnold and he ends up being, you know, Deshaun Watson good for the Chargers or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, oh, I think he man. could. I think, well, he won't go to the Chargers. They just got Justin Herbert. I, I think know. The Bears I'm, in, be good. I'm in wherever. I think Darnold yeah. could, could have been really, really great. He just got drafted by a really bad organization. Uh, yeah. What so, if he goes to the Eagles and falls out? That would be. I think he wherever he goes, he will be much better than the Jets. I think he would do yeah. well under Doug Peterson. I think he'd do well under Matt Nagy. Uh, I think he yeah. would do well in a lot of places, but he's got to get out of there. So the Jets at yeah. the Colts. Jets were getting eleven points. The spread. Uh, the over under is forty four. I took the Colts and under. You for God knows what reason took the Jets and under. And uh, yeah, what was the spread? Eleven points. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I saw the 11. I was like, God, that's a lot of points. But they would have needed like, you know 29 what? to cover, Andy. I know. I just thought I thought it's 11 points. And I thought maybe the Colts just get their foot off the gas because it's going to be so bad uh, earlier than they did. They did. And they they did take their foot off the gas, it and it was really still high. that bad. I know. Yeah, that was that was embarrassing. I wanted just so many points to walk away from. I had to really think about it. And – uh and, and get this, they lost Paris Campbell the week before, right? Mm-hmm. Their receiver, the Colts did. And they lost Matt or Michael Pittman for five weeks now. Yeah, that's too bad. So they've got T.Y. and I I don't know, Zach, Zach Pascal, their next best yeah. receiver maybe? They also have Mo Cox, who I think is going to be a pretty decent tight end. So, yeah, they've got, you know, but it's still not like, you know, not monsters on offense. And Philip Rivers, not a monster of a quarterback anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, it was put in the hands of Jonathan Taylor, who you called as potentially the rookie of the year ahead yeah. before the season started. And he may have the direction. He may, yep. he may head that way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's just move on from that entirely because that was that whole thing was just miserable. So the next one is Panthers at Chargers. So this is the first game where the Panthers are Loved without McCaffrey. They've got Mike Davis. And uh, – the Chargers are going to start Justin Herbert. So this was a big, big game for them. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers were getting six and a half points in this. The over-under was 43 and a half. I, we both took Panthers and over. 
because that offense is really good and the Chargers struggle to put up points. And that's kind of what happened here. The Panthers uh, end up winning 21-16, to and the total score was 37. So I thought there would be more points just because the Panthers' defense is really bad, but the Chargers... The Chargers just struggled. Justin Herbert, 35 for 49, 330 yards, a touchdown, and interception. It's not bad for – Yeah. I, I, and going into this, I thought he was going to be very, very raw. He needed to sit for a year. Uh, I still yeah. think that. But he's – You know what, last game, though, week two, he looked really good. He did. I thought he looked really good in this one, too. He just – I think he's going to get better. I think he'll be – he could be that franchise guy. He kind of feels like – um, Drew Locke to me in this. Uh, he I, does. I mean, some of the benefit last week was not preparing against him. Yeah. You know, uh, for the de- for the other defense. And then this week they prepared against him and they did a little bit better, you know, holding them back. And, and they, they put the ball in the hands of the running backs a little bit more. Um, but no, I, think no, I mean, he threw 50 days. times. They didn't put the, hand, the ball in the hands of the running back at all. I mean, they had... 23 well, rush. Line. They had 23 rush attempts, three of which were Justin Herbert, and he threw for 50 times. It was at the goal line, is what I meant. Okay. Uh, the goal line, but uh, he made some big boy throws. He looked really good. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. I think the Chargers really lucked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were you were not super thrilled with the Herbert pick, and, and not again. Not that you said he would be trash. Just you said definitely don't play him this year. Yeah, um, I thought he'd be really and, raw, but, which I still think he is. Yeah, but that doctor, he may have ruined Tyrod Ty- Ty- Taylor's entire career uh, because he – I don't know if you saw that. You what's out, what's the total – I know he got an injection in his chest and then had to go to the hospital or something. I don't know. What's the details so, on it? So he needed – yeah, he needed a pain injection, a painkiller injection. Uh, and so the, the team doctor gave him an injection in the te- chest for the painkiller, and when he did it, he punctured his lung. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so he's out for three, four weeks. Because Herbert is balling out. And you're seeing from people, maybe he doesn't need to wait eight weeks. If he gets four weeks under his belt, it's going to be hard to bench him for Terod Taylor. I, yeah, I don't think Terod comes back unless Herbert gets injured. Uh, yeah. After four weeks, and Tyrod was having trouble getting the offense going. He couldn't really do anything. But I think Herbert, and yeah. also I think Joshua Kelly's going to end up being good. He didn't have a great game. This past week, because he fumbled, and they kind of put him in timeout for that. But I think he can come back. I mean, he had eight carries for 43 yards. He's averaging 5.5 yards a carry. Uh, I think yeah. he could end up being the go-to. But, man, Austin Eckler's also so, so good, and he's so useful. He had 11 receptions. He had 11 receptions and 12 carries. Austin Eckler's still very valuable, and they just paid him a bunch of money. So it's going to be interesting to see how that – workload goes in the future but uh, I don't think too much of either of these teams this year I think the Panthers are going to be fun yeah. to watch next year once all those defensive picks they got this year get better I think they're gonna be a lot of fun to watch at the end of the year I think they're going to improve it, that's just a really tough division between the the Saints and the Bucks but they are super young and oh my god next year I think they're going to give a real because the Saints are going to lose to um, uh, Breeze after this year. You don't know how much longer Tom Brady's going to stick around, but I think the Panthers could give a real fight in that division. So the next game on the list is the Lions at the Cardinals. Lions are getting 5.5, and, and the over-under is 55.5. Uh, we both took Cardinals and over because, honestly, I don't know how they lost this one. It's they, Kenny Galladay was back this week, and that helps. Uh, he went 6 for 57 and a touchdown. I thought Marvin Jones would be able to produce more out of this one, too, but he only went three for 51. Uh, the Cardinals, I think, are I still think are the better team. They just they need a little bit of help on defense. And honestly, giving up 26 points to Matt Stafford is nothing to be embarrassed about. Matt Stafford's really, really good. Uh, no, that's, that's not bad at all. And Adrian Peterson came <laughs> for 22 carries for 75 yards. Which is shocking. I mean, he's only averaging three and three and a half yards a carry, but they're gonna just keep running them apparently. So uh, yeah, I mean, when you've got DeAndre Swift and Carryon Johnson, yeah, and you're giving all your carries to Adrian Peterson, I I don't get that at all. Ah, well, they're DeAndre Swift just looked terrible. Like 
Well, he had that drop in the end zone that would have won the game against the Bears week one, and I think he might either he's having mental issues or they're putting him in timeout for him. Although it's weird to keep keep him in the the doghouse for week three uh, because he yeah you know had a drop a couple weeks ago. I don't I don't know uh, against the Packers he had five carries for twelve yards. So it's I, I don't yeah I don't know if it's the running backs or if it's the offensive line, I don't know. I feel like DeAndre Swift can't be that bad. But I also think they're coached. I, I, I don't see Matt Patricia being here next year. I would be shocked. He's not a good coach. He's a coordinator. He looks like a coordinator. He acts like a coordinator. He's a, he's a coordinator. He's not a coach. Um, no, and it's going to get worse because he lost both the starting corners. And then they had to put Jeff Akuda in to start, to start this week. And, and he came out and played really well. Mm-hmm. Got a pick. And then got injured, uh, and I didn't. I have not seen yet, you know, how serious an injury. Like if it's, you know, a season ender, or if it's just like a week, and or if he even maybe went back into the game. Because to be honest, I didn't watch the game, but I saw he got hurt. Yeah. And he got helped off the field. Um, and if he's hurt, on top of their two starting corners, like their next best corner was like, didn't, I don't even know if they gave him a name on his jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so the Lions are about to get even, you know, worse on defense. Um, so yeah, that'll be it'll be something to keep an eye on. I think it's Quintez. No, I think that's no, that's a pass rusher. But uh, yeah, that's too bad. Jeff Akuda, who I I think he could, if he stays healthy, healthy, I don't even think that would be an issue. But I think he could be one of the like Jalen Ramsey good, uh, but without the attitude. And yeah, he had six tackles and an interception when he came in, then got hurt. It's it's too bad. Uh, I like Akuda. They got the win. Yeah. It was, I don't know, it's ugly. Kyler Murray throws three interceptions. He doesn't do that. You know, he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. So I'm surprised by that. And Andy Isabella, four receptions, two of which are touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins still going ham, 10 for 137, but no touchdowns. Uh, King and Drake, 18 for 73. I can't figure out what's going on. I feel like King and Drake should be better than this i don't know what's going right? on with him yeah. and it's not like chase yeah, edmonds really, really got yeah and it's not like chase edmonds got a a whole lot of the the carry he only got three carries so i don't know what's going on with that but i would still uh, the cardinals like are still up and coming they play the panthers next week which my god that is going to be an amazing game that's going to be an all offensive game then they played the jets so that's I don't know if they beat the Panthers. I think that's going to be a really good game, but I don't know if they beat them. Uh, and then everyone beats the Jets. So I would still keep an eye on them. So we both, neither one of us won the over, or the, uh, over uh, under, or the winner spread because the final score is 26-23. So the Lions, uh, they won. They didn't even need the points. Uh, so, yeah, let's move on from that garbage heap to Bucks broncos this was kind of disappointing just because Drew Locke is injured again. And that I wanted to see I wanted to see more out of him. Uh I think they would I think have been Chris a lot Godwin fun. got injured, didn't he? Godwin got injured? Did he? Yeah, I think Chris yeah, I think he got oh, injured at the end of yeah, the Yeah, I think he got uh con- I think he went out with a concussion. Okay. So he'll miss next week probably. Maybe yeah. Not, probably. Uh so yeah, which is too bad. And Scotty Miller Three receptions for 83 yards. I think he just had a bad week last week, but it seems like he's pretty legit. Uh, Mike Evans, two receptions for two yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was shocking. Yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, Brady, I mean, even with Godwin injured, and and, and I think Evans was out the first week, right? Yeah. uh, Oh no, Godwin. Yeah, yeah, Evans was beat up the first week. Then Godwin almost missed the second, and then he actually is out the third. Yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, he hasn't been able to play with his full offense yet. But you expected a lot bigger numbers out of the three tight ends, but really hasn't been that big of a of a deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, mean, Howard's had a few games that were pretty solid, um, but I expected just a lot more, a lot more use of the tight ends. 
well, so far. Arians is not used tight ends a ton. He he he's the risk it no risk it no biscuit kind of guy. So he likes to bomb it down the field to the to the wide receivers. True. Um, I don't know. I don't know why you don't. I mean, even Gronk came out with six for forty eight in this game, uh, and he had I don't know if he'd caught three passes before this. So. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Buccaneers end up winning twenty-eight to ten. The Broncos are just not. They're zero and three. They're. It's too bad. I think they could have been a lot better, but they just got pummeled with injuries this year. And uh, yeah. now they have Jeff Driscoll, seventeen for thirty for one hundred and seventy-six yards, one touchdown, one interception. Who then got benched for Brett Ripien? Ray Ripien? I don't even know how to say his name. Eight for nine for fifty-three and a touchdown. It's just all it's just gross. It's all yeah. gross. Yeah, it's 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 rough. Yeah. It's uh I hate to see bad football. You know what I yeah. mean? And uh we're gonna see quite a bit of that with all these injuries. Yeah, I hate to see a good young team beat up with so much injuries. I mean they've lost Cortland Sutton Sutton. Uh they've lost yeah. Drew Locke, they've lost Von Miller. I think Bradley Chubb is still beat up. Uh it's just too bad. They've got they're just I mean, they're the new Eagles. They're just peppered with injuries. So the Bucks end up winning. And the, did KJ Hamler get any catches? Because I feel like he's he hasn't shown up yet either. He season. had three receptions for 30 yards. But to be honest, I don't know. How many do you expect to catch from Brett right in? That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, so the final score is 28-10. Bucks win. Uh, and... The Broncos got six points, but they would have needed 18. Total score is 38. Uh, so it's not even close to, well, I guess four points off. But So neither one of us got the winner spread because we both took bucks. No, we both won. Yeah, we both won that one, but you won the uh, the over-under with the under on that one. And yeah, just kind of an ugly game. Uh, too bad for the Broncos. Next one up is yeah. Cowboys at Seahawks, which was... A barn burner. That one was fun to watch. That was a fantastic game. And it, it, it ended up about how I expected. Uh, I thought it was going to be a shootout with the Cowboys coming up short at the end because that's kind of what they do. They're 1-2. and two, Seahawks are 3-0. and oh, And Russ don't play. So the Cowboys are getting 4.5. The best quarterback. Yeah. yeah. In, in the NFL right now. Yeah. I don't know. He Patrick Mahomes is good, but he's got other pieces there. Russell Wilson is just – it's just him. It's just him against everybody else. Uh, so and Cowboys, it's consistent doing something with nothing, just consistently. Yeah, yeah. And not that DK Metcalf is nothing anymore. Uh, now he's now he's he's finally got receivers. Yeah. But uh, I mean, he's been doing it forever with with very little in the in the terms of receiving core and a very terrible O line. But now they're without Chris Carson, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, they said he's only going to be out for. He might even play this next week. Uh, he got. Oh wow, really? Yeah, okay. he got a. Uh, they said a. I think it was a PCL strain from a dirty, dirty play. He was already tackled, and I think the guy's Ty Trent Hill uh, ended up doing like an alligator roll while still holding on to his leg, and it was just dirty. It was a dirty shot, uh, and. And then there was another with the, we were just talking about DK Metcalf who had the big like it was like a fifty yard touchdown, and then as yeah, he's going yeah. into the end zone, he lets up, gets it knocked out, it goes into the back of the end zone, and it's a it, it's a take back what's it called. He he's gonna hate himself for that. Yeah, it was a touchback. Yeah, touchback. He's gonna hate himself for the rest of the year because they they were even saying like as that happened, they're like, you know what's crazy is DK Metcalf is known for being extremely high effort. Yeah. And, and and that is so uncharacteristic of him to slow down at the end zone like that and kind of take the, you know, the, the bragging, bragging jog or whatever, high step in or whatever. Yeah. And uh, that was just uh, that was just unlike him. And for the one time he does it, to have that happen, uh, I doubt you ever see that out of him the rest of his career. <laughs> yeah. So he had four receptions for 110 yards and a touchdown. Could have been two. And Tyler Lockett went off nine receptions for 100 yards and three touchdowns. And that was just – he had three touchdowns just in the first half. He, that was it. That was just the first half. So Russell Wilson ends up 27 for 40, 315 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he's – he even had 22 yards rushing. It's just – 
there's Russell Wilson, there's everyone else right now. Uh, on the flip yeah. side, Dak Prescott, 37 for 57, 472 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, and, and the Cowboys, as they do, they go into the final moment and they choke. That's just kind of who they are. They have a ton of talent, but when it comes down to the end, they're going to choke against good teams. So Cowboys yeah. are getting four and a half points on that. Over-under is 46 and a half. I took Seahawks and over. You took Cowboys and over. Uh the, the Seahawks ended up winning. The Cowboys would have needed seven points, and the uh, total score was 69, so it was definitely over. So I won the spread. We both won the yeah. over-under. Uh, the prop bet was Dak, three all-purpose touchdowns, uh, and he had exactly three all-purpose touchdowns. So I believe that I won, but you <laughs> are wrong and think we'll we tied. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you. Uh, let's go to the next one, which is... Packers Saints, uh, so the Packers game were getting. Week, man. It, it was yeah, it it was up there. It was definitely a good game. Packers got three points. Over under was fifty three. I took Packers and under. You took Saints and over. I, the Packers are good this year. They're better than they were last year, and I think they're gonna. They're firing on all cylinders. So the final score was Packers won thirty seven to thirty. Didn't even need the points, and the total score was sixty seven. So. You definitely got the over, uh, but I got Packers winning on that one. And Aaron Rodgers, 283 and three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 69 yards and a touchdown. Uh, They're just, even, I mean, Alan Lazard turned out to be a beast. With uh, Devontae Adams injured, you you kind of thought they weren't going to be able to do much. I mean, Devontae Adams injured and Michael Thomas out for both out for these games. And those are two of the top five receivers in the league. Alan Lazard comes out, yeah. six for 146 and a touchdown. Robert Tanyan Jr., who you've never heard of, and don't tell me you have, five for 50 and a touchdown. Mercedes Lewis is still, not only still in the league, but caught an 18-yard touchdown. Yeah, how old is that guy? Like, he is, it feels like he's been in the league for like 30 years. I know it's not, but it just feels like it's been forever since he was drafted by the Jags, I believe. So, uh, and... In May, he just turned 36. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So about 13 years ago, drafted probably. Yeah. Wow. On the flip side, Drew Brees, 29 for 36, 288 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Kamara ends up being the top wide receiver. Not even that he wasn't the best running back. Well, like he kind of was, but he got less carries, same amount of yards. But as a receiver, 13 for 139 and two touchdowns. And then Emmanuel Sanders coming up big with a touchdown. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they... they I mean, they were trying to force Brees to throw the ball deep and he wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and he didn't have to. And then uh, the, I remember the announcers were going off about, you know, how badly they needed to find a way to get Emmanuel Sanders involved in the offense. And then, like, two plays later, he gets a touchdown. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I mean, Breeze is still a really smart quarterback. Sean McVay, I'm Sean McVay. Sean Payton is obviously a great coach. Uh, and they're they're able to do amazing things with, I mean, really they don't, I mean, they have a great O-line. So they have a great O-line. But, but having Kamara is, is saved their team, saved Drew Breeze's career. Because he really doesn't have him a lot, especially with Michael Thomas out. He shouldn't be scoring at all. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't seem to have the deep ball anymore. But that's not destroying their team. It's it's amazing. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I mean, good for him. He's definitely starting to show his age. And this is the, yep. this is the after this year, it's about time to retire. I mean, that seems about right. Uh, and that seems like what's going to happen. A lot of people think he's going to, well, he's already got a announcer's job ready for him. So it's uh, good for him. Good for him. I, I wish he would. He'll be good at that. Yeah, I wish you could go out on a high note, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, Then the Monday night game, which was not near as good as I thought it was going to be. Chiefs at Ravens. Chiefs are getting three and a half points, which I thought that was odd that they were getting getting points. Uh, And the over-under was 54 and a half. We both took Chiefs under. We were both right. Final score was 34 to 20. Chiefs won by 14. And the total score was 54, so we, we were under by half a point. So 
uh, I will take that. Uh, but uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson struggled mightily. 15 for 28 for 97 yards and a touchdown. I mean, under 100 yards passing is not good. He almost had as much uh, rushing. He was uh, 83 yards rushing. It's and I don't know, I don't know who their lead running back is for the Ravens. Mark, um, Gus Edwards had the most yards. Mark Ingram had the most carries, and J.K. Dobbins had the most receptions. So I don't know what you do with it. Exactly. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, and and, I, and maybe it can just be a game plan committee, uh, based on like the the style of running, or something. But uh, it seems like most of their backs can do a little bit of everything. Um, so I'm not. I agree. I, I I'm not sure what to make of the the backfield yet. I mean, Mark Ingram doesn't seem to have lost a step from last year, yet they're not giving him carries. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, not not many at least. And um, so, yeah, I, I don't know why you would take something that was working so well and change it up. But, I mean, I guess they just wanted the youth to – they want to make sure Dobbins is going to be the replacement to Ingram that they want so that they can, you know, uh, have a running back of the future. It just seems like Ingram's got a couple years left and he's not getting paid much at all. Yeah. So I, I feel like you use him while you got him. Yeah, but he hasn't. It's not like he's had big. Like he had a pretty good week last week, but then the week before he did nothing. And the so first week, Dobbin. I mean, he didn't have he didn't have a lot of carries either, did he? Uh, last I week. I thought I remembered seeing his carries low. For for last week against the Texans. Well, to be fair, they were kind of de- destroying the Texans. But last week he had nine carries for fifty five yards and a touchdown. Um, I mean that's not bad. Yeah, but Gus Edwards had ten for seventy three. I mean, they just ran it on the Texans. The Texans, well, Gus, yeah. Gus Edwards got all his carries in the fourth quarter when we were done. Yeah, uh, but and then against the Browns, Mark Ingram had ten carries for twenty-nine yards. That's terrible. J.K. Dobbins had seven carries for twenty-two yards and two touchdowns. Which is, you think that would give him the starting role? I just, I don't know what's going on with that backfield. But yeah. Well, that wraps up all the games for this week. Uh, the. The score for this week is I won the winner spread by three. You won the over-under by one. Uh, and the running total for the season is I'm up eight for the winner spread, and you're up one for the over-under. And I'm up six for prop bets if you count the two this week, which I absolutely do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> all right, fair <laughs> enough. All right, well, we will come back on Friday uh, to do all the ones for week four. Sounds good. All right. See you. I'm ready.